Welcome back to the Company of One podcast. This is Dale Callahan. Today, we're going to be talking 17 ways to market yourself. So we've turned the corner in the last couple of episodes, uh, probably the last seven or so now, we've been talking about the Company of One model, what the podcast is named for. And we've been talking about how it works. We've gone through in previous episodes. Oh, well, this will all be in the show notes, the links to the previous episodes, delcallahan.com slash 170. I was just saying this, 179. So this will all be in those show notes uh, for 179, delcallahan.com slash 179. But we talked about the company of one, how you, no matter what you're doing, are an entrepreneur, you're a business and how you provide services in exchange for money, right? That's why we work, is money. And then we talk about the fact of understanding who your customer is, is so important. So this is stuff, I'm doing this in podcast. Uh, I spend uh, lots of time individually with people coaching or through uh, students at the university going through this stuff uh, because sometimes it's hard to get your head around this. Right? It sounds obvious, but to get your head really thinking clearly about what your customer is, that you're a company. Then but we peel into the four roles of a company. Every company has four roles. Marketing, operations, research, and finance. So we're just going through them one by one. I'm not going to repeat everything. Today we're focused on marketing. The last couple of times we've been focused on how to do your job better. In other words, operations. How do you do your job better? Because no matter what you're doing, we can all do better and we can always improve and become more productive uh, at our jobs and do the right thing. So today though, we're going to be diving into the issue of marketing. So this is our first endeavor into your chief marketing officer. So I just want to put this in the hat uh, in your this in your hat or your your bonnet whatever the terminology is there's some kind of saying something for you to think about right is that there's something going on uh, in the marketing space that most people don't get we all get the fact that we need to do a good job and do a better job and learn to do better but most people don't get the fact that marketing is up to them and this is a huge deal you are leaving so much money on the table because of this, and you're doing yourself so much damage often. So some of the things we're talking about today about how to market yourself is some of these are things not to do that, quite frankly, many of you are doing. Uh, so the, the operations, so if we look at operations and marketing, operations is what we do to deliver the products and services to our customer. That's, how it was the, that's the work we do. Marketing is the communication we do about what we can do for our customer and what we have done for our customer, reminding them uh, that we, they uh, should appreciate us and uh, reminding them what we've done for them lately. You, you've heard the term what, or, or the statement, what have you done for me lately? We all think that, right? We all think about that. Uh, so as you are showing up at your day job, or you own your own company and you have customers that you take care of every now and then, 
your customers kind of forget about you and they kind of forget why money is coming out of their pocket and into yours. They kind of forget that. And uh, so it's up to you to be the one reminding them and helping them to do that. So let's just dive in today to the 17 ways to market yourself. And you'll notice overlap. And there should be. There's going to be overlap between all these roles. There should be a lot of overlap. So number one, define your expertise. You're not good at everything. I don't think you are. No, you're not. You're lying to me. I know because I want to be good at everything. Everybody wants to be good at everything. We want to be able to take courses and become experts in everything. I sit around meetings all the time and people are like, well, I know how to do that. I'm an expert in that. No, you're not. Shut up. You're not, that's not how we, we have to be an expert at one thing. We can have knowledge about things. But uh, if I want you to find out how everybody's an expert about everything, I'll just read the Facebook comments, right? Because it's clearly true that all people are experts about everything. Uh, so, but that's just not true, right? On your job, what you do for a living, define what you're good at. And you may think that's narrowing your scope. It's not really. What do you do well? Are you a good leader? Are you a good organizer? Are you a good detail person? Are you good at managing these type of projects? Are you good at writing software? Are you good at managing meetings and leading meetings? Are you good at strategizing? Whatever the heck it is, understand. And it's probably things that you actually enjoy doing. If it's something you find you just rather go and get a root canal than do it, it's probably not something you're good at. But define that expertise. What is it you're good at? So as we think, I'm pulling out my notes right here because I want to make sure there's 17 of them. So as you think about it, what benefit do they get from this expertise? So the more clarity you get there, now we're going to talk more about that, but defining that expertise. Number two is once you get clarity on your expertise, update your LinkedIn profile to that expertise. Forget what it is that um, that your profile should say, right? It's not your job title. It should say how you provide services to your customer. So be very clear. And this is not a one-time thing. It certainly isn't for me, and I'm sure it's not for you. It takes some time. Some of you just got it, probably. Maybe some of you do. We'll, we'll give you that break. But most of us don't. Most of us, it's, it's a struggle. And if you think that you feel bad because it's a struggle, I worked with a PR firm one time, and they told me it took four years for them to develop their PR statement. And they're a PR firm. So uh, understand getting clarity on your customers and everything. This is not a one and done. This is a process that you keep reviewing, keep, get, keep getting better at. But you want to define your expertise. You want to update your LinkedIn profile to talk about your expertise and what you do. Because if you can do it for your customer now, you can do it for your next customer. Uh, define who your customers are and what they value. We talked about this back before in the customer thing. This is a heavy-duty role of the marketing person, is really staying in touch with the heartbeat of what the customers care about. Man, this is where the money flows. And this is so many people miss this. How do I know? Every single person I coach, every single person I coach, has no clarity on this. And it's, I don't care what, how smart they are. 
It's just when you drill down in this, they have to go back and talk to their customers and regroup a couple of times to get this right. Uh, it's something we're blinded by. We think we know this stuff. We don't. Uh, so then four, communicate with your customers frequently, at least every 30 days. So now this is especially true if you are in a corporate setting and you have a boss, right? Because most of the time your bosses don't know what you're doing. You think they do. Well, you probably know that they don't, but um, you, you probably feel like I just better off being left alone. That's fine because you, but you might be left off the paycheck too, because they're the people that are communicating for your value up the food chain. So, but communicating with your customers means reminding them while why you are there reminding them of the value that uh, you provide for them provide them feedback use bullet points i love doing stuff like this in email because email is such a common uh, tool that people can kind of scan at delete uh you know they don't really pay any attention to it and yet they do right it's like that little advertisement that comes in television and we pretend we don't notice it but over time over time and that drip keeps coming at us and we start repeating the tagline of the commercial you know the commercials that's the kind of thing we're talking about people act like they don't see this stuff they do so communicate frequently we'll all even say we hate getting email and then if we don't get an email we get upset and think we've been left out of the world. So communicate frequently. Whatever it takes, email is usually a good bet. Number five, dress for success. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, look at the leaders in your company, look at the leaders in your field, and find out what they wear. So I'm wearing this, what is color? Is this checkered shirt, checkered blue shirt? My daughter, Kesty's always saying, who, by the way, is the Shakespeare, that Shakespeare life. We'll have to put a link to her in the show notes. But um, she's always like, this is the look of entrepreneurs. Because she talks about, she goes to these conferences and the entrepreneurs are always wearing this type of uh, shirt. And she's, she's dumped, dubbed it as the entrepreneur shirt. Uh, so if that's true, if that's what you see everybody wearing, and you, know, you kind of want to dress to that leader, whatever it is, it's not always a suit and tie right it's it's not always really really dressed up fancy it depends on what's in your field but you certainly don't want to dress less than them because you can rise above that but why it's too tough so uh number six straighten up now what i mean by this is posture man you just don't know how that communicates you probably do because you do it, you pick up on it. But you can look at somebody, a leader walking in the door with poor posture, they look weak, weak. They look tired, they look worn out, they look ragged, they look lacking in confidence. And man, that is such a, a that's, that's a disaster. Somebody though walking in with good posture, and I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not talking about a working out, just standing up straight, sitting straight, looking awake, looking like they had some sleep. Posture is really a huge deal. There's been research on just the, the impact of posture, and it's so subtle. It is so subtle, uh, but you can tell when somebody gets on the week, uh, up and to speak uh, that, it, and we, we always talk about this about presidents. Presidents start to look old, tired, and weak 
after they've been in office for a while, oftentimes anyways, there may be some exceptions now, but uh, that, um, and, and it starts to deliver a message of losing their game. So straighten up. Number seven, watch your language. Now this one, I, I know we're in the world that everybody thinks foul language is a really, really cool thing to do. Gary V's out there doing it, right? And so there's a whole lot of people, especially in the world of entrepreneurs, who are trying to be Gary V. As a friend of mine says, I'm sick of everybody trying to be Gary V. Uh, the, uh, but generally speaking, let me just tell you, nobody's ever hired anybody because they use that kind of language. Nobody's ever done business with somebody because of it. But People have lost business because of it. Gary Vee may have too, but he's past that now. If you're not, then maybe you should pay attention to it. it it's just not cool. It, it adds no value. And generally speaking, I hear people say stuff like that, and they'll be in meetings, and they'll leave, and we'll be evaluating something with them. And nobody will ever say, I just don't like that guy because he uses foul language. What they'll say is, he just struck me as unprofessional. That's what they say. What they mean is, I don't like the way he talks. Even people who use that language in meetings don't like other people to use that language in meetings. How ironic is that? You get no win out of it. So if you're that person saying it, and I'm sorry, this may sound sexist, it's worse when women do it. Uh, because the guys talk about it after the fact. And it's not a pretty statement. So that's just be sexist if it will. It's just the truth. Number eight keep it short. So when people are talking to you, answer succinctly. Uh, and so what I mean is, is a lot of times we get in conversations and we just ramble, especially we're in a meeting or something, we don't know what's going on and we ramble for 30 minutes trying to collect our thoughts. It's kind of that, you know, I'm spilling out every thought I have and just uh, thinking with words. But if you notice leaders don't typically do that, they'll say something like, well, there's three points to that, one, two, and three, and they get to the point quickly and very succinctly. Uh, there, there's a power in communication that you say little and you say with power and you say with punch. In other words, instead of just rambling off and kind of say, well, you know, that's, you know what I mean, kind of that rambling off, this is what we do. Ending a statement with, this is how it works. You probably barely noticed that, but the second statement, this is how it works, ends with a period. It's hard. It's a power statement. What we tend to do is we tend to kind of, you know, ramble off. And, and you can tell the tone of the voice rambles off. It communicates something other than power. So keeping it short, keeping something succinct, and keeping it with power is a good win, especially when you're in conversations, when you're in the meetings and, uh, and, and doing these, this kind of activity where you're communicating with people, trying to express opinions. Number nine, smile. Now, if you have to, fake it, right? Fake it, uh, because smiling, like it or not, communicates confidence. If you want to drive people nuts when people are and everybody's getting mad and especially they're getting mad and frustrated at you, just sit there and smile. That'll drive them nuts. And maybe I'm sick because I kind of enjoy that part of that. But smile, it generates confidence and it, it demonstrates confidence and confidence demonstrates power. 
Because when you're not the person getting mad in the room, I, I get it. There's times to use anger for, uh, to, to use it uh, maybe like an actor uses anger to make a point. There's times for that. But generally speaking, what we're doing is we're losing our cool. If you're the one that doesn't lose your cool, you win. So that's the number 10, keep your cool. I think I've already said that. Hopefully you got it. One way to keep your cool, breathe deep, just relax, smile. Force it if you have to, smile. Because we know, research is that when you smile, it makes you feel better. Uh, so that's why it works. So num number 11, network. Network. Who are the key influencers in your field? When we defined back in number one what you're really good at, then find out the people who are really good at being really good at what you're good at, if that made any sense. In other words, who are the key influencers in your field? Who are the, who are the top of the food chain? Not in your company, but in your field. So find those people. Uh, uh, so friends of mine, they make list of these people, 10 to 30 of them, and they try to network with them intentionally. They may not know them, but they find ways to get to know them, going to conferences, doing things like that. Uh, and they stay in touch through email or whatever, and sometimes creative ways. So, uh, you know, it might be things like you let people know that you saw their advertisement uh, and, and you heard others talking about them. We all love that, right? If we're spending money on advertisement and, and we're, we're, we're doing anything on Facebook or LinkedIn and somebody says, hey, I saw your stuff and I heard some people talking about it, that's a win, right? So you can communicate that to the people and say, I'm paying attention to your stuff and I'm, I'm helping you get some feedback. Uh, another way is sharing information about their interest. Uh, so, so somebody who's a leader in your field that you're trying to get influence. So these are ways to get that in, to get in touch with them. Introduce them to someone. Referrals. That's always a win. Ask people easy questions. Ask people questions that they can help with that are. Uh, and I'm I'm saying easy. I mean things that it's not going to take them 30 minutes to answer because they probably don't have time. Uh, send them a gift. That one sounds a little weird and cheesy. Uh, a friend of mine will just randomly send send me you know a book. Or he'll randomly send something like a, a Starbucks gift card. I hate Starbucks, but I don't tell him that. But send a Starbucks gift card, and uh, I give them away to somebody else. But hey, it's cool, right? It's a, it's a thank you for whatever. It's just it's just to keep me in mind. Sending people thank you notes. Network. The key here is finding ways to network. Number twelve. Go above and beyond in your service. This one's really so easy. Uh, some of us do this, you know, we go in the extra mile uh, to get noticed. Um, you know, a lot of times this is just taking the time to communicate with people when you, they need somebody to explain what you're doing to them. And especially when we're dealing with technologies and we're dealing with, you know, the, the, the people, your customers may not know the details of what you're doing, but when you can stop and explain things in their language and how it matters to them and you're going above and beyond and you find out what your customers' pain points are and you go a little bit above and beyond and offer them a little bit more than they needed, uh, it gets really, really noticed. Um, so number 13, finding, finding your people 
and, and, and finding a way to hang out with them. Now, by your people, I'm going back to the influencers, but also the people, and so it's probably your influencers uh, or the key influencers in your field, but it's probably also people you love to learn from. You love being around them. They don't make you mad and want to punch a hole in the wall because listening to their politics or listening to how they think about things. Is it being around like-minded people? Yeah, I'm sorry. It, it kind of is. Uh, I mean, you may not agree on everything. That's cool. But in, generally, in general, there are people who are struggling along your path, maybe around, ahead of you, maybe behind you. They're maybe they're doing something that's not directly what you're doing, but it's related. Finding those people, you know, conferences, forums, groups on Facebook and uh, LinkedIn, and those kind of tools are great places to get connected to these people and finding who the influencers are. Uh, so number fourteen, make your social media work for you and not against you. What are you communicating on social media? Uh, does it fit your desired professional image? Now, right now, I'm sitting here watching a whole bunch of people and brands. I'm using brands because we're all a brand. Uh, communicate a lot of expertise about COVID-19, a lot of expertise about rioting and, and uh, police shootings and things like that. We're seeing all kinds of people on, on all sides, right, communicate a whole bunch of stuff um, that... I think, well, there's research to indicate it helps their brand in one way, but it turns off a whole bunch of people in another way, and they're silent. You don't know. And it's one of those things, where was your win? Where was your really big win in that? And I don't mean somebody saying I'm concerned for something, or like in the COVID-19, you know, we're concerned for the people and we want to be safe and those things, but the people expressing strong opinions of, hey, the research shows this or the research shows that and go wear your mask, don't wear your mask. You know, there's, there's just no point in it unless that's what you do. You know, um, and you may disagree with that, but what's your brand? Is that your brand? And if that's the brand you wanted to be communicating, but let me just tell you, the, the, great, but most people, their social media is part damaging. You know, they don't have enough of their own life, personal life out there, like a lot of brands are all stuffy and professional, uh, or, they're, uh, or they're too whimsical, or they're too opinionated, uh, and, and especially when you're not a company brand, when you're just a personal brand and you're showing up at work and you're trying to be professional, but you've got you know all this stuff that I just talked about. Your Facebook page is laced with four-letter words and showing you out drinking and partying and all that kind of things. And that's not what you're displaying at work. That doesn't work at work. Well, it bleeds over. It's the same thing. They're looking at it. Just you may not think they are. In meetings, number fifteen, going to meetings prepared. I know you love going to meetings and sitting there waiting for them to come up with a point of the meeting. 15 minutes in, we're trying to figure out what's this meeting about. You know the meetings, pretty much every meeting, right? But be the person that's in the meeting that's prepared for the meeting. Uh, contribute as needed. Stay on point. Don't get in the weeds. And then leave. Leaving the meeting is really a good idea because some people like to linger. I don't talk about networking here. I'm talking about just that side garbage conversation that's really not getting anywhere. 
be on point, be focused. Uh, and if there's no agenda to the meeting, you control the agenda. Uh, that's always the fun part. Number 16, when given command, take charge. Now, this is one, uh, this comes from, I think it was General Schwarzkopf said that he was hit, the, the guy he was working for was leaving town and he was, he was, so General Schwarzkopf was given command and he was asking the guy, it was the first time he was commanding this group and he was asking his commanding officer, what do I do? And the guy just turns around to him as he's walking out the door and says, take charge. That's what your job is. So when you're given command of something, a team, when you're leading a team, when you're leading an activity, when you are uh, given co command of some people, take charge for it. You now are the owner. The reason they gave it to you is not so they can micromanage it. They gave it to you so you could handle it and maybe make it better. Number 17, this is the end of the list. Be a good finder. By that, I don't, I mean, be the opposite of a fault finder. If you spend any time on social media, you realize there's a million fault finders in the world and it's depressing and it's this stuff. But you see this at work too. I was in a conversation with somebody this morning talking about stuff at our university and he found fault with pretty much everybody in the university from the top leadership down. And, uh, you know, maybe he's right. That's not the point. The point is, it just really comes off draining and negative. So be a good finder. There's there's good things in every people. It doesn't mean in, in every person. It doesn't mean they are right or wrong. But it means you got to be careful what you're communicating. It's your brand we're talking about, not judging their brands. That's not the point here. So these are the 17 things. I will not read them back over because there's 17 of them. So I'm going to put them up on the, uh, on, they will go out in the podcast next week and on next week on Tuesday, they will be at uh, dellcallahan.com in the show notes at uh, dellcallahan.com slash 179. So for those of you listening on Facebook Live, thank you very much. For those of you listening on the podcast, thank you very much. Uh, and I am looking for more podcast reviews. So if you have any inkling of helping, how can I pay you off? Well, if we have any inkling of helping, and I, I would really appreciate it. So there's a link in the show notes at delcallahan.com slash 179. Actually, every time I put in the show notes, how to do a podcast review on iTunes. So it's great. This is great. And uh, hopefully this was helpful to you. Hopefully there's at least one of these things that's going to help you move the needle. This whole deal is about helping you make more money. Till next week. Have a great one. Thank you.